0: all right all right hello everyone welcome to another episode of the other side of the studio where we talk about all things health uh life and well-being everything all outside of the studio doors it all happens outside of the gym it all happens outside of your doctor's office it all happens outside of the studio And I am so grateful to have today's guest, Jen Tasnim-Savage. Did I say that correctly, Jen?
1: Tasneem. (laughs) Yes. Tasnim
0: savage And I am just so grateful to have Jen here today. She has just spent years of helping people heal. And two decades, right, of helping highly sensitive humans. And that is a huge topic, Jen. It touched my heart reading that. So I just want to welcome you. And I am so excited about our conversation today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's so nice to be here with you today.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. So I'm going to bring forward
1: this topic
0: of highly sensitive humans. And I am a highly sensitive human. I know how difficult it is to navigate through the noise and distractions and the overstimulation, especially now more than ever, right. and how it truly impacts us. Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey and helping others process through uh, the challenges of being highly sensitive?
1: Absolutely. I think there's two pieces that I think are really important to acknowledge. Um, Because sensitivity can come from different things, right? Sensitivity for me has been a combination of coming into this world with a certain level of consciousness and awareness that, you know, just the density of this planet and the difficulty between what my soul sort of had access to or awareness of or these intuitions or these knowings. Um, and how it just, I felt like it didn't quite fit here. You know, it's like, how do I navigate this space that feels really dense and hard? And, um, you know, my truth meter is really dialed. So I'm like, watching, it's like, you're saying something, but I know what you're saying is not true. Right. And it's like, and just all the disconnect between that. And then there is the sensitivity that comes in our physical body which I'm really, really just, I mean, I think we as a society are just coming to understand the actual trauma Mm -hmm. that is not incorporated and how when our nervous system is dysregulated or we're in that hypervigilant state of trying to manage our environment all the time, Mm -hmm. that there are sensitivities to that because we never get out of fight or flight, right? It's, we're kind of on all the time. And so, so for me, it's just been, how do we find that space in between where I'm honoring the depth of my gifts, but I'm not ignoring that, you know what, there's some deeper work here, my nervous system, I need to do some work so that my body and my soul can be in harmony and work together. And that's no matter what's happening in my environment, no matter how crazy the world might be getting or how hard my relationship with my kiddo might be, can I be in a state of regulation and connection to something deeper. And so that has sort of, you know, that's what my journey has really been about. And that's sort of the spaces that I help my clients navigate as well. That is so beautiful.
0: And I love the, you know, the talk and the forward talk of moving from a dysregulated state into a regulated state and I feel that um, it is what causes so much disruption in so many lives and of course we know in this space that it leads to you know a, a plethora of mental illness a plethora of physical and uh, just overall illness right uh, by learning to find the ability to self-regulate whether mm-hmm. it's breath work, whether it's through incorporating some movement practices that can help, you know, someone is powerful. It's powerful. And I truly feel that we have the ability to be our we are our own medicine. Yes. Now, we had a conversation uh, several days ago and I was just really it's it's not left me a piece of what you shared in that conversation. And you mentioned this rise from the ashes and that just really has, you know, I I just have set with that and because I can truly relate. Right. I would love to hear you speak more to that and what that means to you for you how you have witnessed it yourself and through working with your clients
1: absolutely well i think you know none of us get away unscathed in this life right it's like we're going to experience these difficult transitions whether that's a physical illness you know mental illness as you've mentioned um divorce addiction like all of the ways that our human experience sort of brings us to our knees right Mm-hmm. And I was mentioning to you that part of why this has been so imperative in my own life is because I lost my partner by way of suicide <clears throat> when I was in my 20s. And it was it was the first time, even though I had had a lot of, you know, there's a whole chapter of things that occurred in my life before that. That was like my first major loss in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it brought me to my knees in every sense of the word. Like, I just felt like, totally like suicide is one of those things that you can't make sense of anyway um and the unexpectedness of it so like one day we're together and the next day we're not right so um and and part of that journey for me was allowing the grief to actually like what i realized is grief has been a great teacher for me right and it just has brought me to my knees and and brings up all of the past losses, however small they might be. And there's just all of this unincorporated, I call it content from experiences that we never really had the tools to manage. And so it's, it's learning how to work with whatever that situation is. And it feels like for me, I'm a Scorpio, right? So it's like, I have a lot of Scorpio energy in my chart. And it's like, for me, transformation is like, it's non-negotiable part of my life. It's just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really, I've embraced as someone on a spiritual journey, the idea of dying a thousand deaths, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like our ego is holding on for dear life and it's all about survival. It's not about that fully expressed soul experience that we're here to have and so for me rising from the ashes is like letting the thing the it's the breakdown before the breakthrough right whatever that thing is which brings us into submission which brings us into like okay okay i have to let go my ego has to give up control I have to, there's, there's this deeper trust. I mean, innately, we know this, whether we call that God or the divine, or there is something moving us, con- consciousness, right? And, and it requires that we let go of the lies that we tell ourselves and the stories and the patterns we've inherited through our family lineage and all of the wounding that our human experience you know, whatever flavor of that is yours or mine that, you know, but these core wounds that we all have at some point to reconcile. So for me, the rising from the ashes is really restoring hope, Mm -hmm. having a community of people that are there to witness yes, you've got this. And there is something so much greater and so much more beautiful on the other side of the thing that we spend so much time resisting, right? And so I can out of resistance and we let the thing just work us over, you know? And then we really can rise up a new version of ourselves with, again, coming back to our nervous system with a greater capacity to hold life. And so really that, for me, there's lots Lots of pieces of that, obviously, but that's sort of what I was referring to. And that sort of that rebirth, I mean, it really is a metaphorical being reborn, you know, like into new life or or next level of awareness or, and it's just, for me, it feels like as consciousness speeds up and things like more love descends into the planet. And then that, what is not love rises to the surface. Uh I feel like we just have so many opportunities for Mm -hmm. that, for, for that process to be happening in our lives
0: absolutely i know i've been talking a lot this week um in our groups about breath work and expansion and it really ties so beautifully into what you're saying um, as it relates to yes the nervous system but also how it relates to the surrendering and it's it's truly surrendering to all of and i keep using noise but the noise around us that we also often resist and we try to push away that resistance by not looking at it and turning our back to it where in essence it is uh, the resistance that can help us to rise from the ashes and feel Mm -hmm. renewed and have that rebirth but it does take letting go it does take surrendering And as you just so eloquently shared with us, it just takes finding that ability to just accept as things are so that you can find that rise up in in rebirth.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, as you talk, it's like, I was a massage therapist for many years. So I've had my hands on hundreds of bodies. And um, there's this idea that like, there's two components of it, right? It's like, there is pain and manifested in my body, and I want you to like dig in really deep and try and make it go away, right. So mm-hmm. it's just like there is an intensity to which we're like, and that's still an avoidant kind of pattern because they don't want to be with what's there. They want what's there to go away, right right? And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, if I'm resisting something that's, you know, maybe not even in my body, but in my life, again, we'll do anything. We have so many addictive, I mean, we're all addicted to our phones. So even if you don't have a more severe addiction to food or sex or you know, spending or, you know, all of the millions of ways that can show up, it's like our minds just do not want to be present with what is. And, and it's like learning how to recognize the distraction, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because there's something just beneath the surface that's really trying to get our attention.
0: Mm-hmm. And rather
1: than avoiding it, it's like i am always like how do we befriend it how Mm -hmm. it's like there's that thing that hurts right there's this thing in my shoulder that's really bothering me it's like great bring your breath into it what does it Mm -hmm. have to say to you let's and it's all for me it's all about always about intimacy creating intimacy with self with others with god and Mm -hmm. so it's like how can i be more intimate with and that takes building a relationship, including Mm -hmm. the hard parts, the things I'm resisting, the things I don't like, the things I wish were different, all of that stuff. And to just be like, yes, well, I welcome you here as a holy teacher to help me know myself better. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So beautiful. Absolutely. And
1: we're not taught this, right? I mean, it's no. like we it's like, where is the handbook for being human? <laughs> you know, to, yeah. it takes so long to figure this stuff out in bits and pieces along the way, right? And it's like, let's normalize that our life is about awakening to our divinity and coming here to be that beautiful expression that we we uniquely are and how that is part of humanity shifting into this new world that's being created.
0: Absolutely. And it is, and we're not taught that. That is absolutely true. And, you know, I do feel like it's coming more forward. It is, I do hear my young adult children speaking so differently than how I was raised. And during my, that generation, where we were really taught to kind of
1: Push it under the rug or pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, a lot. just shut up and listen. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and and so I am grateful for the conversations, but I feel like there's a lot of work, a lot of work it to sure be is. had, uh, so that we do start to nourish our soul. And we all have a soul within us, and unfortunately, I feel we have been taught, you know, throughout our past generations. Of the opposite of nurturing everything else externally versus nourishing yourself internally, internal. as it's labeled selfish, it's not selfish. There is a different that has a totally different meaning. It is, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Janaki. It's so great to see you here. We're so grateful. Hi, Janaki. Um, <laughs> oh, so, so grateful. And, you know, so I do feel like it is now honoring the soul within us versus it being the body first and then the soul. It's the soul that's going to then ignite and enlighten the body. And that is where, from my practice, that I've been hearing it just backwards. And, yes. yeah. well, and
1: I think that is part of the shift, right? It's like, oh, there's enough awareness. Like, we don't have to go to the mountain Or, you know, I mean, we can go to India and be with our guru, and that's great, but it's not required anymore, right? There is access to spiritual knowledge, no matter what the path, right? Like, my Sufi Sheikh came from Jerusalem to the United States for the first time, like, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever it was. And I was so lucky to have met him. But in the past, before there was this like global, like these holy men or women or teachers around the world, it's like, now we can just log on to our computers and access these teachers from wherever we are in the world. And I think that really speaks to, it. it's like, oh yeah, our life, like it's right here right now in, in my 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 life is my spiritual path. My life is my spiritual practice. and And I can engage with and be with source and my soul experience as they say, while washing dishes or while parenting my kids or all of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I grew up in a very um, religious family Mm -hmm. where we were in the house, you know, every moment that the doors were open and, you know, I honor those times, but it took many years of kind of, you know, (laughs) reconstructing, You know what that looks like and having this relationship with your source and 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 feeling that you have to be in this like (laughs) building in the door sitting in it's our heart
1: right i mean it's like this is i mean what sufism really gave me is like yes you can go to the masjid or the mosque, or you can go to the it's like be in community and do those things but do not forget that the divine is inside your heart this space in our own beings is where we connect. There's this beautiful teaching of like God is closer to us than our own jugular vein. Yeah, and it's like, oh, then why am I praying or thinking it's something up in the sky outside of myself? And it's like, and we're kind of at that place where that whole narrative is shifting, where people yeah. are building and and ha- I mean, it, having direct access to this spiritual wisdom and this knowledge and these energies, and so it really is about cultivating the remembrance that, you know, not that we are God, but like, we are that sliver of God having an experience as us. Yeah. And it's deeply holy. And that is just the truth. It's like, it's always been the truth. But now we as humans sort of have access to that. And, and then it really becomes, you know, and, and it's, it's like, it's so easy to like, think it's like, discounting the human part of me, you know, it's like, I used to just be like, spirit is all that matters. It's like, no, without this body, my spirit can't actually have an experience. You know, and and the light as it comes in, and we're learning so much about DNA and healing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, our genetics and what's possible and reprogramming, you know, all the ways that we can work with our brain and, you know, create new pathways. And it's like, oh, yeah, the light actually comes in. Mm -hmm. And whether that is through an energetic transmission or if that is like you're talking about the prana or the chi that lives on our breath, it's like inviting that into the body begins reorganizing it. And then we can create that seat of the divine inside of our own heart and and cultivate that relationship. Um, And then we get to be an expression of love or those divine qualities more and more in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: then that, in my view, is then the heartbeat, the ripple out so that we can spread love because you're exactly right. It's impossible to give, give well, to share well, if this is broken, if this is missing, if the body, the body is so important. But again, it is honoring and nourishing the soul within so that you are able to to spread the heartbeat and and yeah yeah
1: well and i love that too because i i've had some chronic illness recently and it's you know all of my perfectionism and all of my like waiting until you know all it's just like can you be loved where it's broke, where you feel broken? Mm -hmm. Right? It's like letting and that was part of my sort of next level surrender piece that we discussed, you know, when we connected of like, oh, yeah, there's another layer of deeper trauma in my nervous system. And it's having a profound effect on my health. Mm -hmm. And it's underneath my, you know, had been underneath my conscious awareness. And it's like, and how can I, and I had this moment probably a year ago where I was having a like debilitating migraine. I was in like excruciating pain. And I was like, if I stop labeling it as pain and I look at it through the lens of just sensation, it's like, could that sensation be God loving me really hard right now? You know, and because it's like, again, if I'm in pain, I'm going to be in resistance because I'm not going to like what's happening, which creates constriction in my body, which continues the process of this cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we create new pathways, new? You know, it's like so even in the brokenness, can I allow the love into that space in me? Right. So, yeah, sometimes the body is the greatest like, you know it is the entry point for those of us that like okay i'm, I'm a little stubborn so <laughs> that's so true i know yeah. and then we're fighting it and kicking it throwing a
0: tantrum right. i don't want you here <laughs> and, yeah. Again, resistance, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Whereby, you know, if we just welcomed it, um, the I don't know if you've read the Untethered Soul. It's a book that I've read by Michael Singer that I just it always resonated with me. But as he shared in one of the books, it was you know just welcome it, have a party with it, enjoy it we, it's the human experience. And the more we fight it, you are so exactly right. It's stored, it's stored in our body. There's so much more stored in our bodies than we realize. So much, so much. Um, even those, you know, from, you know, our past lives. Well, I, I mean, and
1: that's the thing. It's like, and, and whether, whether people believe in past lives or not, right, are the, the consciousness is evolving. And you know, people have a lot of different beliefs about that. But taking that whole spiritual aspect aside, it's like, our genetics have been evolving and being passed on since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So even if it isn't a past life memory from my soul, which, you know, people have different feelings about that. It's like our body is an accumulation of every human experience that has ever existed on this planet. So of course we're going to have memories or have, you know, there's going to be a thread of whether I've chosen life to, you know, on Africa as my entry point or, you know, South America or America or whatever. It's like there will be a different flavor to it. But but all of that, all of that energy, that material, that information is inside at a cellular level. And, you know, it's it's fascinating when you start looking at it from that perspective. And then for me, I've been doing a lot of studying and um, following the work of Thomas Hubel and the you know healing generational trauma and Gabor Mate and how that impacts us. And it really is looking at um, in constellation therapy and the way that you can really tap into more generation. It's like, it's not just what's happening for me, but, you know, and that pattern of like, whoa, what in my ancestry, what in my family lineage is trying to get resolution through me? Again, also don't take it personally, right? Like don't, attach this as a me problem but come in with like this is what my soul agreed to and and I'm going to be the one that stops this pattern of poverty or addiction or whatever it is that our soul is here to really shift so as you said your children or my children or our children's children will have a very very different experience of life because of the work we're doing right now
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I feel just a huge shift on that cellular level. And I do know just in, you know, we, numerous studies now are proving that we can change our DNA. We do have the ability uh, to make those internal changes that, that can shift the globe and you know but again it's like what we're saying is being open to accepting what is what is showing up and and just surrendering to it and celebrate it celebrate the pain so that it can move through you so that you can have that deep dna shift (laughs) um that can uh make a change a, a huge shift in in the globe
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, we're kind of talking about, you know, internal stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm just thinking as you're speaking of, I have had a very child, I'm going to say challenging relationship with my firstborn son Mm -hmm. and he had, and so this is like kind of an archetypical thing that I had an awareness about that I want to share because I think it's so important. Um, He, for whatever reason, he just like karmically, like, I'm like, all right, we're here to work something out. And he's very, um, independent. He is incredibly intuitive and he knows a lot. And I have to remind him, even in your knowing, it's still a 14 year old knowing, or now a 15 year old knowing, you know, but it's like honoring who he is. Yeah. Um, but he is somebody, I mean, I have very thank God I've done so much work. I have very few people in my life who really trigger me to where I'm like dysregulated. Mm -hmm. And somehow he's like, and I have enough awareness to know it's like, all right, this is just my work to do. Like he's the teacher on, you know, but so one of these days we were sitting together and what I love about him is he just is like, and I'm really trying to understand what's happening because it doesn't make sense to me we'd had a thing and i had a reaction and then i of course cleaned up you know energetically and emotionally like like we have a do-over i'm really sorry i had that reaction and system got hooked again and you know and so and we're in dialogue about it which is just like massive like light years ahead of anything i ever had with my parents right yeah um but then it was like he went to bed and i was in my meditation and i was just like what is this really about And I was praying really deeply because I want my relationship with him to be deeply harmonious. Like Mm -hmm. I do not want to be having this pattern just recreate because I see then how, as with me, I start he starts feeling like what's wrong with me. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is what we do when our parent figure can't honor who we are. And we internalize that is wrongness in us. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to pass this pattern on. And so I was just sitting in meditation and I was like, oh my goodness, this is a soul who came to be a king. Mm -hmm. He is seated with the potential of the archetype of, of royalty, of kingdom, of, and it was like his requirement of me is to be the queen of my own life. To be the matriarch to be his guide to provide what he needs to become himself fully and anytime i'm not in my evolved queen state holding the path for him Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like a zing to hey you're really off path right now and your body is gonna get the sensation to know it right Mm -hmm. and it took it out of the him and i bumping heads personally and brought it into this sort of like macro, like what's trying to happen. And then I just thought back of like how many, like like I said in the beginning of this, I came in knowing that like, oh yeah, the story my parents are living within is not true and they didn't have the capacity or the awareness i mean it was another generation it was a different time but it was like the, i came in to help them realize there's there's more possible here folks <laughs> you know? yes. um and so and then it was just like then i'm inspired to be instead of getting in this fight with him and proving that i'm right and i'm the parent and you need to listen to me and it's just like thank you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i and and this is where it's like when we can get to the point where we can bow to it's like the namaste right it's like Mm -hmm. i see the god in you Mm -hmm. when we can get to a point where we are doing that with every person in our life we'll know the world it's like that will be heaven on earth right And, and and let's start let's start that inside of our own families Yeah, inside of our own lives, you know, so it's like, so then I can be like, Oh, yeah, he required his soul has come to remind me of something. And when I'm out of alignment with myself, guess what, I'm going to feel that sensation in my body of dysregulation, because I've stepped out of alignment with myself. And it was just like, Again, there's something bigger happening. It's not about, I mean, yes, it's about me and him personally in our life together, but like something bigger wants to be moving through us. And can we make ourselves, especially in those moments of conflict, or you know, can we make ourselves available to them for the love to really show us the truth, to guide Um, us? It is so
0: true. And those of us that are parents, um, and it comes into our lives in so many different ways. As a mother, I can totally relate, totally relate. I have five children and each one is different. And when you have children and you hear this often, and it's not a healthy approach to parenting, but I've done it, I'm guilty of it, is that we look at them all just as a child, not as a unique individual soul. That was so beautiful and what a gift to your son. And, oh, a pure gift. And he will always honor that. And it's because you are seeing him for who he is, not what you think he should be. And we are taught that. And I know that so many things, I love my parents. So don't get me wrong. They did the best they did. They could have then. And as we are doing the best that we can. But I remember saying numerous times, certain, you know, uh, traits. I said, I will not be like that when I am a mother. I will not be like that. And then you wake up sometime going, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. I,
1: I'm doing the same thing. I sound just like my parents. Of course. I, I mean, do. that's the template, right? I mean, that is the template that we have. And it requires the, the work to change them, the choice, and then the work to make sure that pattern is different in us
0: yeah yeah and yeah. it's teaching them i have one yeah. sign that um if if he, you're listening just know i love you so much <laughs> is that we do have that personality conflict i don't yeah. want to call it a conflict i call it you know it's it, it is just an awareness of yeah. him being as a unique
1: individual we do butt heads we do it's um, like polishing there again there's another sufi teaching of like um, it's like they're polishing the edges of our diet. it's like the 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 coal is under pressure, and that's how it gets polished, right? It's like yeah. yeah, these difficult places can be the like holding the greatest gifts for us, right? If we really just allow and it's like, what's happening here? It's like those are where like the jewels are buried, you know? <laughs> that's so true.
0: And I do feel like that that is that relationship. He is teaching me so much about myself and you
1: him as well right it it's like there is yeah. like you have an agreement
0: yeah and it's powerful it is, it is it's so very powerful. strong and you know there are so many times that you know this son in particular he will often say well i guess several of my kids you know will say you know can you just have a real conversation with me mom can you yeah. just have a real conversation instead of it coming from this authoritative, I'm your mother.
1: <laughs> I mean, and we, you know, that's what we were talking about. It's like, am I reacting and dysregulated and totally an unconscious behavior? Or am I regulated enough to be like, oh, uncomfortable? And whew, let's all have a seat and, and talk about the really hard thing that's happening here. Yeah. Or the thing that, again, back to resistance. The thing we really don't want to have to address or you know but it's really how do we get out of those reactive moments and into responsibility mm-hmm. with what's actually unfolding right yeah I mean I and my kid God bless him I don't know about yours but um he'll just be like it looks like you're upset would you like five minutes to calm down so we can come back to this conversation <laughs> and really I'm just dumb. like yes I need five I might need ten but i will come back you know and it's like yeah. again not his job to be regulating me but also like he has the capacity to see and 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 we've talked about it. it's not helpful when you start coming at me when i'm in that state i'm already i just i'm like i'm already emotionally drunk you know yeah. like that's when i need a little time out i need a little help when you get dysregulated dis- that's what you need so let's have this agreement with each other that if i see that in you i'll be like hey can we can we take a little time out here it looks like we're a little outside of sobriety you know it's like and nothing good comes out of being emotionally drunk that's when we say things we don't mean it's when we have the mess to clean up after right and it's like and it's really just how do we interrupt those cycles be self-responsible give ourselves the time we need to come back into regulation and then okay, let's have a do over. Let's really come back to this with fresh eyes.
0: Absolutely. And for him to be able to have that awareness yeah. at, did you say 14? I mean, he was 14. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is huge.
1: And it's, it's pretty
0: miraculous. Yeah. 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 Uh, very few at that age have that awareness. And what a gift, again, that is um, just to everyone that is in his presence, because for him to be that in tune to be able to tell you know an adult especially his mother that it looks like you're upset okay that's that is wonderful and we need to teach more of that right. um and i mean I, and
1: this is yeah this is that next generation of how things really get to be different for them and because of the work you've done in your life because of the work i've done you know yeah. and it really is part of that evolutionary experience so yeah
0: so on the top topic of you know regulation and shifting from the state of deregulation into regulation what are some of the tools and practices that you bring forward that have helped you personally and and others that you work with
1: absolutely well I have a very dedicated spiritual practice so Mm -hmm. I meditate a lot a lot. Um, And I work with my teachers, which has been very hard, like I've been on a spiritual path um, for very, you know, decades, and I've had a spiritual teacher. Um, And some things that are just like immediate, and that you can do right now in the moment is what you talk about a lot is breath, right? It's like, Can I just slow myself down? Can I bring that breath all the way into my body? Can I work with my heartbeat to get it down? Um, And another one is just sound. Mm. Like I, I have this beautiful sound teacher. She teaches about the voice and sound. And it's just like start humming like and then it's like what do we know it's like oh it stimulates whether it's a deep breath or the toning or the humming it's stimulating the vagus nerve Mm -hmm. which takes us out of fight or flight and brings us into rest and relaxation so that we can again get our wits about us and you know and it really is like we in the beginning we just do it after the fact you know and then it's like maybe we can interrupt that cycle but it's like have a daily practice. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 5 minutes a day where you're just and and for so many women too it's like let your voice be heard. Mm. Just make a sound. Let that move out. Let bring your breath deeper into your body than maybe you've ever brought it. Explore what's there at those edges where the tightness in your belly is or where that your shoulders are, you know, just clenched down. And so it's like for me breath and sound are two of the most powerful regular you know tools that i use regularly yeah
0: yeah both very beautiful and helping to kind of recalibrate Mm -hmm. and uh balance through that vibration and it's beautiful i know i was speaking with someone who sings in a choir yesterday and she was sharing that you know breath work is powerful is their warm-up is their powerful warm-up to better set in before they go and seeing, you know, and project, you know, right. the course. And it's such a powerful, moving, inner moving. And that's what I share about the expansion side of it, which really is regulating and helping you to yep. tap the, the biggest nerve. But being able to feel the breath and 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 honor that breath because we so often ignore it or we take it for granted because it's just an automatic response yeah yeah. well and
1: also i would just go back to like that spiritual connection we talked about right when i am well connected I am sourced by something greater than myself and it expands my capacity to meet my life. So again, it just goes back to those practices of, you know, what is your practice for connecting and remembering the truth of who you are, that innate, you know, intelligent, infinite part of you um, that is really wants to be known more intimately by you.
0: Yeah, that is so beautiful. As I've said numerous times now in our conversation, uh, Jen, is there any thing lasting that you would like to share? Uh, we've had a lot of people watching and I'm so grateful for all of you that have been tuned into us during this whole time together. Is there anything that you would like to leave today? Uh, just, and I will pop in how everybody can get in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like the thing I'm thinking right now, and this has just been another piece of my journey, you know, as a spiritually aware human, as somebody who has a lot of trauma, I've not wanted, I mean, being in the body, I think it's a little different. I mean, you have a different perspective, because you teach, you're you're all about the body and health and exercise. And for me, being in the body has been really difficult. It's been my hardest challenge. And so as you were asking that, it's like, my toes are moving. And it's like, oh, yeah, just remember your feet. I mean, it's like, this is another one of those practices. If you can get outside and put your feet on the earth, great. Even if you can't, it's like, we, this is the descending. We're coming into and, and down, 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 down further than most of us feel comfortable being. Right. And so it's like, remember the earth, get that grounding, open up your root, feel your feet. And like, come into life and all that it's asking of you yeah so that's what i will leave today with
0: <laughs> uh, that is lovely and i have your website here thank you uh, so much savage.com as well as i will pop in here. This is what i like about this and um, your email is an email good for that's perfect to reach out and get in touch with you well, this has been a wonderful conversation as always, and I look forward to many more conversations with you. And you know, and everyone listening, just really tap into the uh, the the language of regulation and not resist it. Really sit with that for a moment and write and and think about how your life is being impacted by being in a dysregulated state it's not everyday language and i was just sharing with someone this morning about the relationship with food is that don't kick and scream don't fear what you're feeding yourself right now just sit with it just sit and honor every bite and and not feel judgment towards yourself, yeah. towards the food or anything. And then you can relate that to anything in life is just pause for just a moment. Take those deep breaths and honor being here right here right now and know that it's a beautiful moment. And that is you know one way that I share in terms of how to shift from that state of you know having such a fight or flight baseline and bringing it down so that you can start to develop the flow state in life. And it's a beautiful thing. So beautiful. And so beautiful to have you, Jen, and your voice and just your wisdom. And thank you for sharing your stories. And I look forward to, again, that next conversation.
1: I look forward to it as well. Thank you so much, Lauren.
0: All right. Take care and bye, everyone. And we'll see you next time.